0: Hello everyone and welcome to Best Thoughts, I'm Dr. Will Johns. And I'm Dr. Rick Johns and guess
1: what everybody, we have got some new equipment.
0: We are having fun on the podcast now, aren't we Will? Yeah, I tell you what man, I'm loving, loving this new equipment. Bringing Sounding in the good. New background song. It's awesome. Yeah. We are having fun, and today we
1: are going to be talking about how do you love people who are wrong?
0: <laughs> I guess you were wrong in uh, stopping the music there, Rick. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was.
1: It does remind me of an earlier time in my life where I was... Working at a chemical factory, and I had to quit. And you know, why I had to quit, Will. Why? Because everyone there was so toxic.
0: Oh. oh man. All right. Uh, sorry, listener, <laughs> that you had to endure that terrible. We are, we dad are having joke. fun with sound effects today.
1: <laughs> this is a problem.
0: I think. I think Rick just wanted to play that sound effect, so he. I did. He came up with a joke to go with it. I did. Um, Absolutely. Do you have any good jokes to start us off with? um, Not necessarily, but I've got a story about disagreement that kind of relates to our topic for today. There were these three guys that were in an airplane and the engines on the airplane went out and they looked around recognizing they were going to have to parachute out of the airplane and they found Mm. only two parachutes. Uh Uh-oh. And the three guys in the plane were a teenage boy, a priest, and the smartest man in the world. Hmm. And uh, they were debating who deserved to get the parachutes. And finally, the smartest man in the world said, you know, my talents are way too valuable to the world. Um, I have to take a parachute. He grabbed the parachute and jumped out. Oh. And then the priest looked at the teenage boy and he said, young man, you have your whole life ahead of you. Uh, I've lived a full life. You take the last parachute, please. Yeah. And the teenager said to the priest, actually, um, there's still two parachutes left because the smartest man in the world grabbed my backpack. Ah. (laughs) Oh, there we go. There, cue that laughter, please. Help help bail me out of that terrible joke as well. Basically... uh, what this story is about is that there's always going to be disagreements. We're always going to look at things differently. Sometimes we're right and sometimes we're wrong. But the most challenging thing that I've found is dealing with people that I believe are wrong. Yeah. And, And so, Rick, I'm just wondering, you know, have you ever run into that problem? Have you ever had to deal with people that were wrong, in your opinion.
1: Actually, Will, you know, whenever I talk to people and we seem to have some sort of disagreement, I'm usually able to persuade them to see it my way. So not really a problem for me. They always agree with my logic and the uh, way I see things.
0: Well, that, that must be nice, Rick, because uh, the rest of us <laughs> have to deal <laughs> with people that we disagree with, uh, and, and I'm, I'm guessing, yeah, probably a lot of our listeners have run into this on social media. Uh, maybe you make a post and somebody jumps on there and and slams you for it and tells you how wrong you are. And it's, you know, an irritating, frustrating experience. Yeah. Or maybe you're reading someone else's post and you just can't help yourself. You disagree so strongly. You have to correct um, the fallacies in their logic. Yeah. Um, so... You know, and maybe you don't have this issue. And if you don't, uh, I'm happy for you because this is a tricky, difficult issue to try to to navigate. Uh, I think it's you know plaguing our country right now. So, what can we do about it? Well, you
1: know, Will, I think honestly, if you don't have this issue, you might be living in a silo. <laughs> you, you are not getting out to other groups and mingling with other people who see things from a different perspective. And I do bring that up because in all seriousness, I think some people in today's world do very much isolate themselves, only uh, associate with people who see things from a like-minded perspective.
0: You can create a pretty good echo chamber yeah. where all you hear is what you agree with and yeah. nothing more.
1: Yeah, and I know people, they'll block people, you know, off their social media that don't agree with them. They'll unfriend, they'll do all that kind of stuff so they only hear the people that agree with them. And then they become very um, confident that they represent everyone. And that's a real problem.
0: Yeah, and I think what I'd like to do today, Rick, is just really explore, um, you know, what is it that we've tried in the past to try to deal with this issue uh, we'll look at some things that, that haven't worked and some things that have worked for us. But I'll start off with one that I used to rely on all the time. It was kind of like where you started. And that was, I have tried to prove to the other person that I'm right and they are wrong through logical argument. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure no one else has ever done that, but I used <laughs> to do this all the time. And... Um, Unfortunately for me, it just never worked. You know, no matter how airtight my logic was, no matter how rational my reasoning was, uh, I just couldn't get this to work. Yeah. <laughs> and usually when you go
1: down that path, um, people like to argue their logic. Like they become defensive, I think. And they start to logically try to argue back and make their the other side of the coin And I think one of the things we forget is there's always counter arguments. There's always kind of two sides to a coin or two, two perspectives or extremes at either end of a subject. And so once you kind of get more entrenched and more passionate about your view, I think it kind of amplifies and elevates other people to get passionate about the other side.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think there's a, there's a simple exercise that, um, our listeners can do wherever you are, unless you're driving. Don't try this if you are driving right now. But if you're somewhere where you can have both hands free, we're going to try a little a little fun exercise here. I would like you to take your right hand, and um, and then place it against your left hand right in front of you so that your two hands are together right in front of you. Like in a fist? Stuff? Yeah, so your right hand's in a fist, your left hand is open. Okay. So put the fist against the palm of your left hand, all right? Mm-hmm. I see I see you doing it, Rick. You got it just right. Yep. So now, <clears throat> everyone listen very carefully to my instructions. I want you to push against your left hand with your right hand. Feel that force. Do You feel mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Feel the pressure there? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, you can stop now, but here's the question. Did your hands move at all? No. No, they didn't. Did I tell you to push back with your left hand? No. No. But we automatically do that. Whenever we feel a push in a certain direction, we push back with the same force so that we keep the equilibrium. (laughs) So when I attack with logic and I'm pushing somebody, they're going to push back with the same force to keep it right where it was. Yeah. And so generally also it tends to make people angry when you try to say I'm right and you're wrong. (laughs) Uh, Generally, yes, and maybe universally. Yeah, so that's another uh, thing that doesn't work with that approach. Yes.
1: So maybe we should talk about another approach uh, to subtly show them the error of their ways. This one is a little less aggressive or a little less demonstrative, and that is to trap them in their logical fallacies. Have you ever tried that, Will?
0: Well, this one, yes. Yeah, I, I have to admit I have tried that. And this one is is possibly more fun, <laughs> um, but not more kind, I would say. <laughs> uh, I mean, some, some YouTubers and, and TikTok stars have made a living out of interviewing people with extreme political views, and they just... Uh, for entertainment purposes, they keep asking them questions that lead them down a rabbit hole and makes makes the person look ridiculous. Mm. And of course, we love that kind of entertainment because it's just pointing out how foolish somebody is that believes something different than us, although we don't enjoy it as much when they do it um, to someone that shares our beliefs. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> then it's not as entertaining. But yeah, you know, I've tried this and usually what happens is they just turn around and point out my logical inconsistencies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is the natural response. And you're right, Will. I think we see this in a lot of comedians and, and shows and TikTok and YouTube and stuff today that they just like to kind of poke fun, make fun, you know, be clever, say some witty line or witty punch line to someone else's belief as if that solves everything. Oh, well, see, I poked a hole in your logic or I made some witty joke or punchline about it. And, and even in politics, I feel like our politicians do this more now than ever. Just rely on their wit to have a little zinger here or there or that one line that will be repeated and tweeted and put out there. And it's really kind of a, a weak, almost cowardly way <laughs> to argue. It, it relies on cleverness, but not necessarily the truth.
0: Yeah, not necessarily wisdom. You know, yeah. something can be clever. It can, yes, you can trap somebody in a logical argument. But here's, here's one of the challenges I see with this, Rick, is actually holding points of contradiction is actually a sign of spiritual maturity hmm. because there are elements of reality that have attention to them. Yeah. Uh, for instance, scientists tell us that light is both a wave and a particle. And they don't know how to explain that exactly. Mm-hmm. It just they just know that it is. So there's a there's a tension to that. Yeah, there is a paradox to our beliefs
1: So there's a time to put up a boundary and stand up for yourself. And there's a time where you need to humble yourself and surrender or, uh, you know, give in to the will of someone else for the good of the relationship. So, you know, what, when, where's that line? When are you a stubborn jerk (laughs) and when are you a doormat? Yeah. So yeah. 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 I think in life there's just these tensions. There's there's two sides of coin. That's one way I always look at it. Like, or you can just say there's two extremes that you could go to. So how you have to kind of know when is the time to stand up and fight. When is the time to say I'm sorry I messed up. When is the time to you know fight for your own position, or when is the time to say you know what I think I may have been a little overconfident in my own position. And I need to learn. I need to be humbled. I need to humbly
0: you know, learn from someone else. Well, and sometimes the issue is not about right or wrong. Um, I think I've told this story before on the podcast a long time ago when we were talking about marriage, but it's one of my favorites. Uh, there was a guy that I was taking some doctoral studies with, and he talked about when he was first married, um, his wife went off to work one day. And as an act of love, he decided that he would rearrange the entire kitchen to put everything in the right spot. (laughs) And she came home from work and he was so excited to show her what he had done. And when she looked at it, she was furious with him and he just couldn't understand why she didn't appreciate him putting them all in the right place. And and you can see like, you know, this is this is an example of the fact that not everything's about right and wrong. You know, there are things about what's right the right spot for her to put the dishes. And then there's the right spot in his mind, but it's not it's not a it's not an absolute right as to where the plates go. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so, you know, if we're if we're considerate of the other person, then we need to be able to hear what's right for them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And when you get in these arguments, and marriage is a great uh, testing ground for this kind of thing, when you get in these arguments about where, you know, the silverware should go, or the spatulas, or how to push on the toothpaste, or which way the toilet toilet paper roll (laughs) goes, or how many pillows should be on your bed, which is like, two or four, I say, but at any rate, maybe your wife thinks it's 10, like mine, Um, you you realize that these things are not like great moral issues. And the bigger issue is the relationship. Mm. And how do we coincide? How do we love each other in spite of our differing opinions about where this goes or how it's
0: done? well rick and and that leads to another approach that i've taken before i'm sure many others have tried this too is when you care about people and you see like oh man when i bring up this topic they always get upset it's tempting to say i'm just not going to bring it up yeah that's the solution and and in some cases that might be the right solution you know if it's a relative you see once a year. And you know their politics are going to infuriate you, or yours are going to infuriate them. Uh, just don't bring it up. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. You're going to see them once a year. Why? Yeah. You know why? Poke them in the eye the one time you see them. Right. But if it's a marriage relationship, it's a friendship. If it's a relationship with your children, there are just issues that you have to bring up that you're going to disagree on. And so sidestepping it isn't going to solve it. In fact, generally, if you're living with somebody or, or seeing them a lot, or maybe it's a coworker, whoever, uh, if you ignore it, it usually just gets worse.
1: Exactly,
0: and you will get worse because
1: you're not speaking your truth. It will hurt the relationship eventually, and and I think especially in a marriage or like you said, a close relationship, if you have some opinions and views that are very strong and important to you, but you don't express them or you don't talk them through with the person, then you end up kind of bottling them in. And I think that it just naturally starts to push you away. You start to drift away from that other person. And that could have probably been solved if you just worked on those issues, talked through those issues. It doesn't mean you have to agree, but at least you can speak up for yourself and speak up for the truths that are important to you,
0: and and I remember Rick when we were going through Susan David's book, yeah, uh, you know about emotional agility, and she talked about bottling and said, you know, when we start bottling up, eventually there will be an explosion, yeah, because that pressure builds, 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 and sometimes it comes out in health problems, sometimes it comes out in an outburst, yeah. Um, so that's a very uh, destructive approach yes. uh, to dealing with disagreement. Uh, you know again, there's wisdom here. There's people, there's times and places. Uh, maybe on someone else's social media um, feed is not the place that you have to express. <laughs> you can just let them believe what they believe. Sure. You know that doesn't matter. But when you when you are you know interacting with someone on a regular basis, uh, eventually the truth has to come out about how you feel, what you believe. And, and so just ignoring it, closing your eyes, hoping it goes away, ultimately uh, is not going to work out very well. And hopefully for
1: those of us that uh, have been in a relationship, a close relationship, you've had that experience where maybe you're kind of drifting apart or because there is this tension in the relationship, you pull away. And maybe you've even had to ask you know, your significant other, hey... I, I just feel like you're pulling away from me. Like, what's going on? Or things aren't you know things are tense. And once you talk about it, that connection can be reunited. You know, reestablished. Uh, and it and it's usually not every time I suppose, but usually it's a very positive thing to talk it through. To say, hey, this was really bothering me. You know, you said this yesterday, or I I really you know know this is important to me, and I don't think you understand. And to be able to talk that through. And even sometimes it's just that the other partner didn't notice or didn't know. And so you have to speak up and you, you can feel like, man, I said it like three times in the past. I don't know how they don't get it. Well, maybe they forgot. Maybe they're caught up in other things and you just need to bring it up again and say, hey, just a reminder, you know, this is important to me and I feel this way when this happens or whatever. And it allows the other person to respond. And if you can do that without blowing up, <laughs> if you don't wait until it blows
0: up, uh, then you can save yourself a lot of grief in the in the future. Absolutely, Rick. I love that. Um, and I think I think what you're pointing us to is that middle ground that keeps us away from the doormat side of things. you know, yeah, uh, some of us that that really don't like conflict, it's very tempting. Uh, to just avoid it at all costs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not bring up real issues. And, and really we end up in that doormat position in some of our relationships, you yep. know, now others of you, you know, need to learn how to, uh, submit a little bit or let go a little bit where you're, you're always declaring your belief, you know, and you're, you're kind of the, the steamroller position <laughs> <laughs> and where are yes. You know who you are. You're crushing everybody in your path and they end up resenting you. So either way, <laughs> you know, we want something in the middle of that, that is yes. a give and take. Um, you know, I always come back to the golden rule, Matthew 7, you know, 12, do unto others as you've had them do to you. You know, you don't want the other person to hold it in and blow up and you don't want them to steamroll you. So... I need to show up in those ways, you know, in that, in that middle ground. Yes. And if you
1: are a steamroller person and you know this about yourself, that when you discuss these things, you get really intense and kind of overpower your spouse or overpower others. uh, That's where it's time to start practicing, listening, asking questions. And then that creates kind of that safe space where they can really feel heard without being. And then, and, and when they feel heard, then I think they'll, you know, uh, listen a lot more uh, in, um, what's the word, productively to you and to your opinions.
0: Yeah, and that, that reminds me, you know, there's a there's a couple of positive ways, and we're going to talk more about this in our next episode, but I love the, the Stephen Covey principle, uh, seek first to understand and then to be understood. Mm. I, I think that's really at the heart of having a good conversation about a disagreement is if I can go in and say to the other person, all right, first and foremost, I want to understand your position. Yeah. And I'm I'm not going to say anything about what I believe until I'm certain that I understand you. And when when you finish, I'm going to try to repeat it back to you. Is this what you're saying? Do I have it right? Is there anything you need to correct? And if they say, yep, you've got it now, then and only then can I say now... Would it be okay if I share what I believe? Yeah. And if you've done the work to listen and understand, very likely they're going to say yes to that.
1: And, Will, I think as we conclude the episode, I think that's really where we wanted to take people today, recognizing that there is a better way to deal with people who are wrong, and that is to look at the relationship over the content. mm Love that the relationship being first and the content slash being right is your second
0: priority. I love that Rick and i I think one of the ways I like to visualize what you just said is if you could think about like a like an invisible wall between you and another person hmm. and that invisible wall is content that invisible wall is the thing that you look at differently, the thing you disagree about. Hmm. And if I can look past the content to see the person and make my relationship with the person more important than what they believe about the content, yes, I am on my way to a much better relationship with someone that I disagree with.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Not only that, you will see them in a different light. And I think it's a general principle for navigating through this world because I think that's what Jesus did. I think that's what all the great spiritual leaders and teachers have done and those that have matured in this life. You start to learn that people are more important than their beliefs, than their mistaken beliefs, (laughs) than their dumb beliefs or dumb values or dumb habits or whatever kind of things. People have an intrinsic value and they have a value to you once you get to know them and get to understand who they are. And plus, if you, if you, even if you totally disagree with their position, you still have an opportunity to have influence, which can be a really positive thing because they might need someone who is on the opposite side of the spectrum in their life. But in order to do that, you have to see the relationship and the person
0: as more valuable than the content. Yeah. And I think, I think Rick, that when we do that, that's really the definition of the word love. Love is able to disagree and still invest in the relationship. Yes. Love can disagree and still care for the person behind the content. Absolutely. So
1: I want to challenge our listeners on this first episode. Think about that. What would it be like to care more about the person than the content? Is that something you can do with your spouse? Is it something you can do with your family? Is it something you can do with your coworkers? What would that look like?
0: I think that's a great place for us to to wrap up today, Rick. And in our next episode, this is just a little two-part kind of bonus season that we're throwing in here at, at Best Thoughts. Our next episode, we're gonna talk all about what does that look like? We'll do a deeper dive into some positive approaches to looking past the content and really building up those uh, the relationships in our lives.
1: That sounds great. I will look forward to it. So we'll be back again with you later and finish up this conversation. But for now, you've been listening to Best Thoughts with Dr. Will Johns and Dr. Rick Johns.